Welcome back to Sunday Central. Sunshine Coast race today. We're on a heavy nine there at the moment. Uh, the rail's out uh, eight metres for the card. So there's a number of scratchings of which we will run through now. And uh, then, of course, we'll go through the uh, preview for uh, today's uh, program, a full preview for the Sunshine Coast races today with Howie Walter. And probably have a chat to Stewie Kendrick. He's got some key runners, as he usually does at the Sunshine Coast, particularly on a Sunday. So, pens poised uh, for the scratchings. Race one, scratch one, Atlantic Eagle, five, Summer Breeze, nine, My Sweet Hunt, 12 has to be, one, five, nine, 12 out of race number one. In race two, scratch eight, Nidoros, 11, Cyclone Blackie, 12, Inclusion, eight, 11, and 12 out of the second. In race three, take out two, uh, Motor May is, and five, Lord Lennox, two and five, scratch from the third. In race four, take out one, Hypothesize. Six, Better Believe It, nine, Katie Sphere, one, six, and nine. Race five, the scratchings are three, Can He Be Better, nine, More Max, 11, Rock Dreamer, and 12, Slick Shooter, three, nine, 11, 12. The rider of four, Claudius, is Ricky Jamison. Race six, the scratchings are two, Autumn Days, three, Sam, nine, San Kaliska, 10, Shouts Outback, 12 sounds divine, 13 watch choice, 14 wine not roses, 2, 3, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14. Race 7, take out 1, Bohemia Beans. Race 8, take out 2, pay with cash and 4, liability. And in the last of 9, the scratchings are 1, perfect aim, 2, LA Zoo, 3, Charlie Sveen, 4, I promise you, 5, Elegist, 11 is a spirit rich. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 11. Uh, the riders of 15, Tallahassee Lassie, is Malia Castle. And 16, Ramblin' Man, is Mark Duplessis. So a heavy nine a track. Uh, we saw the conditions deteriorate through the course of the day there uh, uh, yesterday at uh, at Doomben. And we're on heavy conditions here today. To look at the uh, preview of uh, today's uh, program uh, is uh, Howie Walter. And uh, Howard, uh, good morning to you. How are you? And happy new year to uh, Stuart Kendrick. We might have a chat to you first while he got him on the line with a look at his runners as well. So, Stuart, happy new year. And uh, give us a weather update about uh, the Sunshine Coast today. We're all a bit concerned with heavy nine. Yeah, happy new year, gents. Uh, no, we've actually got a reasonable morning this morning. We had a lot of rain over obviously the last 24 hours, but uh, this morning looks okay at the moment, but it's just probably starting to come in a little bit more overcast now, so nothing so far, so hopefully it hangs off for, uh, for the meeting today. Okay, so heavy nine at the moment. Does that sort of dampen your enthusiasm with your runners today? Uh, it's probably a, a bit of a mixed bunch today, I think. Uh, I've got a few there that I think should be fairly comfortable in it. The rail out eight metres... Um, does make it a little bit tricky if you get too far back and have to come wide. You really just don't want to be pushed off that crown of the track here at the sunny coast when it's wet, especially with the rail out eight metres. It's pretty well out on the crown, so uh, I think it'll probably favour horses that can get up on speed and uh, and roll forward today. If you, if you have to make a big long run around them today, you're going to get pushed wide and knock the crown. That last furlong is going to be fairly hard work. So, yeah, a little bit of a mixed bunch with them today, but, um, yeah, hopefully uh, we've got a few that, that can... Uh, Criteria. Uh, it wouldn't seem like a normal Sunshine Coast meeting if you're not able to have a winner or two. And uh, if you don't mind, we'll pick your brains with the runners there today because you've got two runners in the first event. And uh, with that two-pronged attack, you've got Rebel Tinge at $3.40. So it's the uh, second favourite and, and a bit of an outsider in Goddess of Dreams, number 11, at $17. Yeah, look, uh, Rebel Tinge, I thought her first up run was really good. Uh, she's a distance, really, so she should... Hopefully on breed and get through that uh, that wet track. Uh, I've got a good gate, so I'd say, I'd say she'll be sort of sitting up, um, you know, sitting second or third there somewhere and put herself right into the race. So I think she's a, a really good chance. Um, obviously the favourite probably just looks like it wants 1,400 and will be hard to run down. It's been fairly consistent, but I think this filly of ours should improve off that first up run and, um, yeah, she's in with a great chance. The other filly's been a little bit disappointing, goddess of dreams with... Uh, taking the earmuffs off her today, uh, put her up to the 1,400 from a good gate. She showed plenty of speed in her drag work with this guy. She's jumped out the gates in the first two runs back, just hasn't been able to muster any. So hopefully from the good gate today, we'll give her a bit of a squeeze, roll forward and um, and put her up on speed. But uh, 
But if she runs up to her worst, she's, uh, she's not without a, a good HRA chance as well. Well, I'm sure we all wish we had one of these, a rich uncle money bags. And, and punters <laughs> tend to think there could be a prize waiting. Um, one start on wettish ground, it was a soft track and ran second at Doombin last prep, but I guess today's a whole different uh, kettle of fish. Yeah, it is. It's going to be fairly wet today, and he's probably one of those horses um, on his couple of runs back. He gets back um, and has to, has to have a little bit of luck and, and, and make a run. So he's fairly short in the market, probably... You know, not an overly strong uh, maiden today, which is probably why we decided to go around. We were a little bit 50 50 once the track ended up so heavy, but I think just the quality of the field just allowed him hopefully to, um, you know, to have that, that little bit of um, an advantage just that last bit. And we, we'll probably ride him more for luck than coming too wide on the turn, but um, hopefully we can get that. And I think if we do, look, he, he, he's a nice horse. He's going to be a better horse next prep. He's a big, gangly, immature capitalist. and. Um, He'll go for a, a spell after today, which is, um, you know, and you know, probably, probably the the, the fifty fifty question with him is if he's just going to have that little bit of luck in the run today. So we're just hoping we can get away with the win, put him in the paddock, and um, yeah, we'll have a nice little next preparation. A couple of races off after that, and then you've got a two pronged attack in the seventh race. With two horses that are right in the market here, Stuart, in, in shopping a spree at $3.50 and number eight, Star Hatton at $5. Yeah, look, uh, Star Hatton, she's, she's a nice star. That's really uh, her two runs back, um, you know, really uh, points that she wants the 1400 um, You know, I thought a run at the coast was really good the other day. She got a long way off them over the shorter trip and, uh, and hit the line really well. So um, if she can get through the wet, um, I, I think she'll be a lot closer in the run over the 1400 today, and she's a good chance. Uh, shopping a spree, he's a, a new horse to the stable, having his first run for us. But um, look, he um, yeah, he had a nice trial um, going back uh, a few weeks now, and his work's been really good. Um, he's probably a horse that um, you know should appreciate the, the wet on his breeding. And um, look, he's nice and fit. He's done plenty of work, and uh, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't run a nice race as well. In the second last event, Bayerish has got exposed form as a placing on heavy ground. Yeah, look, he's got some good form on the wet in a kind of quality horse like Hinge, so he's only probably got to run up to that that sort of form to be right in this race. He's look, he, he's probably been a little bit disappointing for me. He's two runs back, we threw him in the deep end first up um, in a stakes race in Doom, and I, I thought his run was fair, and um, probably expected him to win the other day on the run he had, and. Um, Mark Shipless, he just said, look, he had plenty of horse there at the at the 300 and just didn't quite let down as, as well as he thought he would. So we've made a couple of little gear changes again with him, um, put the nose roll back on. Uh, his work's been good. He's nice and fit, can handle the wet. So he should be a horse that's, um, you know, at, at the price of a good each way bet again today. And in the last event on her first up run, Clearview Lady looks a genuine chance. Yeah, look, her, her run was good in a, in a really strong race. Um, She's got a good gate today. She should park up, get a lovely run just off the speed. Um, but she's, she's been a filly that's always had that nice little bit of ability. She's been quite immature in a previous preparation, and she's come back a lot stronger this time. And uh, I thought her run was really good the other day at, um, you know, in what probably is a stronger field. So, uh, yeah, I think she's a good chance, as well as the other filly. Um, you know, she had no luck the other day in a small field, got sort of trapped wide. Um, got a little bit lost up the straight and she was coming off a good win. So, um, yeah, both of those fillies there. It's a little bit hard to split them. They're both drawn well. Should both get through the wet on uh, on their pedigrees and uh, both their, their, their form this time has been good. So, a bit of a flip of the coin for me with those two. Just hopefully uh, one of them can get the money for us. The, the other one, of course, is Knockney, who, who is heading the market, Stuart, at $3.10. And uh, as I said, around the $4 mark for Clearview Lady. So you really good chance to win the day uh, on a high there. Now, now the tough question, all the listeners like to know what you might think is your best. And it sounds like there's a few there that could be winning. Yeah, look, I, um, yeah, as I said, we've got probably a couple in, in, in two races. I mean, I, I probably like the, the two fillies in the, in the last race. And as I said, it's been hard to separate them. Um, you know, uh, Knock Knee's work's been excellent and um, she's drawn the good gate and will probably put herself, you know, right up there on speed. So I'd, I'd probably um, have to leave for those two fillies in last. Hopefully we can put that one last one. That'd be a nice result. We'll work out a quaddy and uh, narrow it down with those two in the last. Stuart, we really appreciate you coming on and having a chat about the meeting today. And look, we wish you the, uh, the best of luck. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it.
Stuart Kendrick there, um, and he's got some uh, key chances, but on a difficult day, the track that is rated as a heavy nine um, can be just as difficult sometimes for the uh, uh, the form analysts uh, on days like this, but I'm sure Howard Walter would be used to the uh, uh, the heavy tracks at times and at the Sunshine Coast. I think we've mentioned before, Howard, as I say, good morning and Happy New Year to you about uh, how good a track this venue is. Yes, good morning, Dan. Happy New Year. New Year to you and the listeners. And, yeah, as Stuart said, the rail's out eight metres, um, and we know the track's wet. It might be playing leaderish, but keep an open mind. Watch, you know, watch a couple of races and just see what's um, unfolding. Um, but, yeah, it's um, always a bit more of a challenge when you don't know if it's going to remain heavy or improve as the day goes on. 28 degrees, it just depends whether those... There is a chance of showers, so it just depends mm. whether they fall or not. Okay, the first event on the card is due to start at 1.05 um, our time, or say our time, Victorian time. The scratchings are the first 1, 5, 9 and 12. Number 2, Despree at $2.80. Uh, from Rebel Tinge, number 8, $3.40. Number 4, Just GG at four twenty. And it's a tricky race, um, I guess mainly because of the state of the track. I do keep coming back to number 2, Despree, uh, the mayor. She's had the, the three starts. Um, all this time in. She was okay on debut on a heavy eight, finishing fifth of ten, beaten three lengths, and then the next two starts are on top of the ground. She placed on both occasions less than a length from the winner both times as well. And those form lines stack up well here. Uh, Jaden Lloyd aboard. She's a go-forward horse, so the small field of eight, I think she'll get every chance despite that barrier. Number four, Just GG, got it in for second. Placed first up on a heavy nine at Ipswich. Now, went to Esk, which is a totally different track to Sunshine Coast. It's a very small turning track. Stewart reported she was fractious in the barriers. She's got beaten running second at $1.85, so that surprised me given the strength of her previous form. But we'll give her another chance back on the big track. Number eight, Rebel Tinge is my third pick, one of Stuart Kendrick's. Um, what to say about this horse? Was beaten two lengths at Doom, but only prior on the rain affected fitter for that first up fourth. And then number seven, I am Sumi. Now I am Sumi's had eleven starts, most experienced in the race, or you could say the most one with the most convictions. But placed five of eleven overall, including four of six in the wet. So fitter for the first up six, the wet will suit. Two, four, eight, seven. Race two, the scratchings are eight, eleven and twelve, and Rich Uncle Moneybags, trained by Stuart Kendricks at two dollars ten. Yeah, look, I agree with everything Stuart said. I've black-booked this horse at the latest too now. He's one of those gallopers that seems to just get lost early on. But once he finds his rhythm, he really hits the line. It was a terrific third here behind not another two starts ago. And the race wasn't run to suit last start. And he was ducking and weaving and got within a length and a half of him at the finish. He was the strongest horse at the line, finishing fourth. So he will get back. This track is heavy, not good. Um, but he did play second on soft ground at Doomben one day. So he looks the one to beat. It's not a hard race to win. Number one, Conquering Dreams, first up from a spell. Has had a couple of trials, finishing third and then winning. They're on good tracks. Has raced on a, um, OK on soft ground, not suggesting um, he is better on it, but he looks an obvious danger. Number 10, Injustice, fitter for the two from a spell, was a close-up fourth on the soft, second up. Not much pace in this race, Dan. Injustice is likely to be on the pace, as will be my next selection, number four, being hugged. I thought it was a plain run last start. That was on a good track. Start before, had excuses in the heavy. They just went too hard up front, and he knocked up, and he maps well on the pace. So I've got to give him another chance the way this race will be run. Seven, one, ten, and 4. Seven one ten four from Howard Walter. We're previewing Sunshine Coast and we're up to race number three. Scratchings are two and five. And Outback Gladiator, the Chris Munns prepared, is just odds on here. Howie at a dollar ninety five. And he should be hard to beat, Dan. Look, he was one from twenty, and then he finally got his second win last start. The lead in form to that was very good. He was a brave second on the synthetic two starts ago when they heavily backed him. And um, there was other races there where he'd run well without winning. So. He looks to be the only pace. There's only seven of them going out over 2,200. So Ben Thompson should be able to dictate terms, give him every possible chance, and whatever gets past him should win. I think it'd be hard to beat. Number three, love you any time, is the logical danger. He was anchored by the 61 kilos last start, so getting back down to 56.5 will help this horse. And he's won on a soft seven at the track, so I dare say the heavy's no concern. 
Otherwise, number six, Grand Shanghai, he's an inconsistent horse. Some days he runs on strong, some days he just can't change gears. He looks best to the rest, and then perhaps number seven, uh, limited ability, but could be um, fourth pick. But as I said, four should get all favours up front, hard to run down, four, three, six, seven. Race four, and this is for the two-year-olds. The scratchings are one, six, and nine. Floral Oasis at $2.10 is the favourite here, then out to $5 for a debutante midnight in Tokyo. Yeah, the bookies aren't giving us much, but I did select number four, Floral Oasis, when the uh, fields came out, and there's no reason to change my mind. Um, she was unlucky on debut when second to Exo Lady. She was held up for too long from that inside barrier, hit the line, and then her second start, she was caught wide, was forgiven fifth, and then last start at the Gold Coast, beaten a whisker by Russian Warrior. So she's hard and fit, those three starts. She's capable in the ground. Barrier one, Ryan Maloney. Uh, I'm not surprised she's short, but you know whether it's day is remains to be seen. Number five, Spanish Angels. Lost rider last start. That was um, at the beginning of the race, but had placed all three prior to that, including at Eagle Farm, albeit on a good track, but also on the soft at Dooman. So five Spanish Angels were put in for second. Number three, Alert State in the Les Ross stable. Well, he's training the most two-year-old winners this season. And this horse was beaten an eyelash on debut. And that was at Eagle Farm on a soft track. And then first up at Toowoomba on the good ground was beaten um, nearly five lengths, but fitter for that. And then I'll put in number seven, Midnight Tokyo, having its first start. Placed in both trials. Hasn't seen a heavy track at the trials, so who knows. Four, five, three and seven. In race number four. We'll take a short break, just a little hiatus, Howard. We've got a sports update coming up with Andrew Kears, and we'll be back to preview the last five races at the Sunshine Cup. Parkville, Barry Street, which is closed to vehicles between Pelham and Grattan Streets. Welcome back to Sunday Central. We're previewing the Sunshine Coast with Howard Walter. Thanks for hanging on, Howard. Uh, the fifth event on the card there. The scratchings are 3, 9, 11 and 12. Not a lot at the top of the market between one bold rumble at 270 and the first start at number two, buying time at 290. Yeah, and we're, we're light on for um, you know relevant information again due to the state of the track. Number one, Bold Rumble. Now, this fellow, he was heavily backed on the boo. That was on a soft seven. He started a dollar sixty favourite. He was beaten almost five lengths by Hakai Maru. But that horse goes good. And out of that race, the third horse, La Force, was heavily backed and won here at its next start. So you know we'll get through the soft seven. Um, so he's definitely the testing material. And when you look at those that have uh, raced, aside from him, it's hard to have them. So if he doesn't win... I dare say it'll be a first starter. So one on top, 10 Ralphie, first starter from the Gary Dowdy stable, Robert Frad to ride good gate. Uh, ran a close second at the trials. Now, that was on a good track, so who knows. Then you've got number five, Fire Up Bruce from the Jake Capewell stable. He trialled third on a soft track behind a horse called Turbo Art, which was sent out $2.30 at Toowoomba and one by two lengths. So that trial form has been franked. And then you've got number two, Buying Time from the O'Day Hoisted stable. Recently trialled second, and the winner of that race was a horse called the Burger, which came out of Ipswich and ran second at a midweek meeting. So, as I say, until they race on the heavy, who knows? But uh, one, ten, five, and two, I think the winner comes from one of those numbers. Race six, first leg of the main quaddy, scratchings two, three, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. And we've got a shorty here, Amity Gell, David Van Dyke prepared. Winner of two trials, easily heads the market by a long way. A dollar forty, number one. Super impressive trials. Um, at Deegan, two starts ago, over twelve hundred, uh, led, not knocked about, one by over four lengths, and then here at the Sunshine Coast, over eight hundred and fifty, one by over five lengths again, without being popped the question. So, she looks a smart horse, a city class horse, and although she hasn't even trialled on the wet. David Van Dyke's not shy to scratch them if he doubts, and I just don't think he'd be racing her at all if he wasn't confident. Uh, so very hard to beat, as the odds suggest. Um, as for the others, well, 11 and 5, they met. 5 was first up, 11 was on debut. They both ran well. I've gone 11 ahead of 5, but really with no firm reason for that. But they look to be the main dangers. Otherwise, number 8, Rusty Rose, first up from a spell, had a couple of trials in the soft, placed in both. Not sure if that trial form's um, good enough to win, um, but I'll put in for fourth. But, yes, 
Um, this looks a very smart filly in the making, Dan. One, eleven, five, and eight. Amity Gell, who's by Seamus Award, race six, number one, a dollar forty favourite. Race number seven, take out uh, one, and uh, this is a pretty interesting race because there's not a lot between four of them. Three edification at three twenty, five shopping esprit three fifty, six rations at two seventy, eight star Hatton at five dollars. Two two of those four trained by Stuart Kendrick. Yeah, look, perhaps it's a bit of a market watch race, and why I say that is. There's only seven starters. Four of them are either first up from a spell or only second up. So, you know, when that mountain yard mail starts to filter through the markets late, that might cause some fluctuations one way or the other. But for now, I'm happy to suggest number six, Rations. It was a good run first up third, beaten half a length on a soft seven. And second up last time in, albeit uh, on a good track at Doombin, but he really, she caught the eye very strong late running second as she's at Regatta over the 1350. So 1,400 second ups, no concern whatsoever. Um, she'll be midfield or worse in the run, I dare say. Number three, edification. Fitter for the first up second at Mwillambar on a heavy nine, beaten less than a length. So you know she, you know he will get through the ground, so I'm putting him in for second. Number eight, Star Hatam, one of Stuart Kendrick's back-to-back thirds this time in, soft seven, soft six, um, at her initial campaign, she won her maiden here over a thousand metres on a soft five. Some query about a strong fourteen hundred, but so lightly raced, um, <clears throat> can't dismiss too too quickly. And then shopping a spree, the other horse, Stuart trains that he mentioned, changed stables, placed third at the trials, won a maiden on a soft track. Now the form guide shows on a heavy ten, eleven to thirteen, beating sixteen lengths, but I dare say it wasn't the wet. The horse missed the start about four or five links and made an early wide move around him. The damage was done and it dropped right out. So I think you need to see it again on a wet track. Six, three, eight and five. Race number eight, take out two and four. Gave us up. Number three is at $1.85. And then there's three runners at $6. Numbers five, rest of the world, eight, Redstone and nine, Bayerish. Yes, look, I'm going to go with number eight, Redstone, um, all this horse is is a wet tracker. Nine starts on the soft for four placing, three starts in the heavy, two wins in the third. I've seen Natalie McCall speak after the race or before the race about this fellow, and as she says, he just needs it wet. Well, he gets that today. He's on the quick back up, having raced on the 27th of December, where he placed third on the heavy eight, and the winner there, Damani, is a smart wet tracker. So it's all very good wet track form. So I'd rather be with the eight at that price. It's a shame only seven runners, but the $6 each way. Head of number nine, Bayer Reach, had the two starts this time in. Then third on a heavy track to a horse called Hinge. Well, that's pretty good form. That was in its previous campaign, but again, that's wet track form. Then I've got three, gave us up in his third pick. I just can't back it at the odds on, Dan. Um, look, he's a good, honest horse. He's often, um, he's always in the betting. He's one of those horses. And he did play second on a heavy eight at Doombin last start, but I just don't see him as a genuine odds-on chance. He's had one run in 50 days, so maybe that's a little concern. And then I've got number seven in winter rain, as best of the rest, but doubt it can win. Um, eight each way, if you like, each way bets in seven horse fields. Eight each way from nine, three and seven. Okay. Uh, the last event, the scratchings are one, two, three, four, five, eleven. One, two, three, four, five, eleven come out. Uh, three dollars ten knock knee, and four dollars for Clearview Lady. It's the uh, Stuart Kendrick uh, duo that uh, are hitting the market. Uh, number ten, Kalia at four sixty, and seven, Hello Dreams at five fifty. Yeah, so my first thoughts are, unless this track is favouring horses getting out wide and running on, I think the leaders. I've got the best form in the wet, and there's three of those I'm speaking of, nine, ten, and seven in that order. Number nine, Knock Me, one of Stuart Kendrick's horses fitting well. Um, placed first up second, it was a good gap to third, then it led and dug deep to win second up, and last start was three wide. It was a forgive. Number ten, Kalia, I'll put in for second. First up, had a couple of trials, placing second and then finishing fifth. It's got a, a Doom and Maiden win, to its name and placings at Eagle Farm and Demon. So the talent's there. Uh, number seven, Hello Dreams, I've put in for third. Thereabouts all three this time in. Now, they're on good tracks, and I think the key to Hello Dreams is obviously she's a wet tracker. Two starts in the soft for a win the second, and only starting the heavy was a heavy eight at Mwillambar, where she led all the way. So I think one of those three should win, but if you thought there was any bias to swoopers, King Ragnar, number six, 
He's won four from 40, but he's won three from seven. He's one of these horses. He gets back, he whacks away, but if they can make ground, the heavy's going to bring him into it. Nine, ten, seven, and six. And your bests for the day at Sunshine Coast? So I'm going to make the best bet. I'm going to go back to race two, number uh, seven, Rich Uncle Moneybags. I think um, we'll make him the best bet. Then I'm going to say the best value can be race eight, number eight, Redstone. Uh, the Quadrella, start off with one, five, eight, eleven, into three, six and eight, into three, eight and nine, into six, seven, nine and ten. And the player today, uh, have an all up, to win race two, number seven, to win race three, number four, which is Outback Gladiator, and then in race eight, number eight, win and place Redstone. Okay, day. And that quaddy, did you give the quaddy, or was I just not listening for a second? No, you weren't listening to me, but I totally understand that. So do you want me to repeat it? Yeah, well, I wrote down something, and I don't know what numbers I've got here. <laughs> so I'm, go on. I'll belt through it. One five eight eleven into three yeah. six eight into three eight nine into six seven nine and ten. Nine and ten. So it doesn't hurt repeating it if they're going to get up. Howie, thank you very much, and good luck today. Good on you, Dan. All the best. Ian Humphreys is uh, looking at the big card at Gilgandra uh, there today. It's a good three, uh, Ral True. First of eight is at one uh, twenty. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Dan. How are you going? Yeah, well, well, thank you, Ian. The uh, first event on the uh, program, uh, this is a maiden. Number nine is the scratching, and that's Press Estate. It's an open race to start with. Uh, Cherry Blue is the favourite, but this is actually no jockey notified at this stage. 390 for number five, Cherry Blue. 440 number one, A Real Right. 440 number 10, Quest for Honour. Yeah, go on, Cherry Blue. I think, actually, Reese Jones is riding it. That's what my program says, but, yeah, I did like him. He's made good ground all three runs this time in. If you're still getting the 1,600 metres, it'd be hard to beat another strong maiden to start the day. Number one, a real riot is the main danger, I think. He raced on the pace at his second race start. Wasn't beaten far at Gosford over this trip. Uh, put in number 10, Quest for Honour. Never far away. Number six, Flash in. In for four, so I've gone five, one, ten, and six. Race number two, the 1,280 metre maiden. The scratchings are three, five, six, eight, nine. 11, 12, 14, and 15. Should have looked earlier. It would have been easier given the horses that are running. But punters are thinking it might be a match in two here. Volterra at 195, number two, and one Van Dangle at 270. Yeah, I went Van, Van Dangle, resuming here for a new trainer. <coughs> Showed enough last time in. He was a recent Barry trial winner at Scone. So from Barry one, I think he'd be hard to beat. Lucky to put in number four, Crystal Beans, in for second. Uh, he made good round at her second race, started Orange, over a thousand metres. She'll enjoy getting to enjoy getting an extra journey today, and Volcher with the other the other main chance. Um, he's resuming for a new trainer. There's also a trial well, so a few queries here. So I've gone one, four, two, and pretty number seven into the fourth direct vision. Race three, the scratchings of five, which was a late scratching at eight oh five. Order of stewards, seven, eight, eleven. 13, 14 and 15 also come out. Amulet Street, number one, is the favourite at $2. I'm going number 10 here. Louisiana Iris had a tough run at Scone last time when racing wide the trip. She draws an awkward barrier again today, but with a little bit of luck, I think uh, she'll be hard to beat in probably an easier maiden. The top one is the danger, Amulet Street. Resuming here for a new trainer, has tried well for his return. He has four men stronger maidens than this, but he, he too draws an awkward barrier. Putting number two, Anne Zilmo for third, and number three, uh, Burn for me four. So I've gone ten, one, two, and three. Previewing Gilgandra with Ian Humphreys. A track rated a good three. We're up to race number four. Scratchings at two and three. Ian, Athena's lad heads the market here. First up at $2.50. Yeah, I did think she's probably the best of the day, Dan. Um, she has a lot of classes on these, or he does. Uh, he's first up over 1,800 metres, which is a slight query, but... First up last time in, he ran third at Ramwick in a strong race over 1,600 metres. So shouldn't be a problem in the 1,800. But I did like him. Uh, number six, Jungle Rush. Uh, probably the main danger. Last start winner over 2,000 metres uh, in weaker grade, though. Uh, put in number eight, the Browser. He's never far away, but doesn't win out of turn. And number four, Ollie Van, the next best. So I've gone one, six, eight, and four. 
Race five, first leg of the main quaddie. The scratchings are three, four, six, nine, 12, 13, 14, 15 and 16. Uh, number eight, Lipstick Lil, the last up winner at $3 is the favourite. Yeah, not many chances here. Uh, number five, Shamur resumes here after placing at Scone and Rose Hill before going for a spell. She's tried well for her return and did have B. Loy to ride, but he's not, obviously not riding today. He's got Brooks Dower now, so still be hard to beat. Uh, Lipstick Lil, she's racing really well. Took a while to break through, but now she's won two of the past three. She's probably the main danger. Uh, number 11 I put in for third, Watch Me Rumble. Uh, he's been okay, two runs this time in. And number seven, Clifton Springs, next best. So I've gone five, eight, eleven, and seven. Still three races to have a look at, Ian. If you can just hang on a sec, because Hillsville is pressing the first of 12 events on the program about to get underway. And it's a very good morning to Victoria Shaw. In just a moment, after the first event at uh, Hillsville, we're previewing Gilgandra with uh, Ian Humphreys. Ian, thanks for hanging on. We got up to race number six, where the scratchings are 7, 11, 15 and 16. And it's one of them right down towards the bottom that's the favourite here. Fox Storm, number 14 at $2.60. Yeah, I've got number three-year witness collector, led and found plenty last start at a benchmark 66 race. It's not overly strong, so despite the rising weight, I think it'd be hard to beat again today. Number one, Den Ace, started favourite in that same race at Dubbo behind Witness Collector. Had every chance, but it does make the other one better at the weights today, so he's a danger again. And the other one, uh, Fox Storm, originally in the second emergency, has got a run there. Had good form last time in, hasn't been seen in the trials, but it's been money for him, so he's probably the other main winning chance. And putting number five, the Sons of Burke, in for four, so I've gone three, one, 14, and five. The numbers are through at Hillsville on the first. They are three, eight, four, and one. I'll have the rundown of totes shortly. The Gilgandra Cup race number seven, and Ian, the scratchings are one, eight, fourteen, and sixteen. Uh, not a bad idea. At three dollars and sixty cents is the favourite for Mandalong Tap at number six at four dollars eighty. Uh, looks like there's plenty of other chances, including Moe's Glory at seven fifty, Ballast at ten dollars, On a Promise. Manabar all around the ten dollar mark, and likewise Honey Wine number fifteen. Yeah, no, very tough race for the cup. Uh, no standout. I'm going with number three, Mo's Glory. Out of the way, it wasn't being found a good race last time. She has an excellent record of the sixteen hundred metres from Barrier Four. We'll get every chance. Uh, <clears throat> number four, Ballast did enough when resuming. Be much better for that run. Has a good second up record. The favourite, not a bad idea. Uh, was pressured in the lead last time in the Armadale Cup. He did get a bit tired late, so uh, if he gets an easy lead, he's a good chance again. And we'll put in number seven on a promise in for four. So, as I say, plenty more chances, but I've gone three, four, two, and seven. Last looks pretty open as well at 5.40 this <coughs> afternoon. Scratchings 11, 12, and 14. And Bomb Diggity, number one, at 4.60 is the favourite ahead of two Classy Rebel at 4.80. And then at $5, numbers five and six, Superior Witness and Primal Screen. Yeah, I got number five here, Superior Witness. Resuming and wasn't being far in a strong race at Newcastle. He has a first and a second from two previous second-up runs, so I think we had to beat this class today. Uh, number one, Bomb Diggity. Uh, was good winning last time, but has a big weight and also the bad barrier to overcome. That's the same applies to Classy Rebel. He's racing well, but he also has a bad barrier and, and 63 kilograms to carry. The both got good chances, though, and we'll put in number three, Bit of value. Who's a governor in for fourth? So I've gone five, one, two, and three. Okay. And what about your best bets for the day? The best, uh, Dan, definitely race four, number one. I think this lad. If there's, if there's any sort of money at all, I think he's just too good for these. So he's the best. A bit of value in the cup race seven, number three. Mo's Glory at about six or seven dollars. Thinks you're in a good race from a good barrier. The quaddy of the first leg will take numbers five, seven, eight, and eleven. Just one, three, and fourteen in the second leg. Two, three, four, six, and seven in the cup, and come home with one, two, three, five, and six. Excellent, Ian. Thank you very much, and good luck with uh, Gilgandra today. Thanks, Dan.
Ian Humphreys there. Gilgit. Welcome back to Sunday Central. Ballina uh, race today, seven races, one thirty the first. They're getting rain this morning because the track has deteriorated and they've downgraded it just a short while ago to a heavy 10. So a heavy 10 at uh, Ballina. Here are Julie Rowland's thoughts on the program as we go race by race. The first event, the scratching is number three, Terrius. Julie likes two, Lady Melba at $2.90 from one September girl currently at $3.80, four Freer's Cloak at $3.90 and seven Lady Claire at $5. So in market order, uh, Julie's tips are two, one, four and seven in race one. Race two at Ballina and uh, the scratching uh, scratchings are one and seven, Dorset Coast and Holbrook. Julie likes four, Tootsie's Tops at $3.10. From five, Bon Durant, who's the $2.20 favourite. Two, Real Gent at $4.80. And uh, six, which is Mount Hero at $8.50. Julie Rowland's tips, four, five, two, six, race two. Ballina, race three. And the scratchings are three, eight, and ten. Julie's uh, selections are seven, Tigertude, who's at $3.30 fixed odds. From numbers five, set to spin at $6.50. One, Butler's Beach, who's the $1.60 favourite first up. And uh, the next best from Julie is six, the Golden Soul, currently at $8.50. Tips are seven, five, one, and six in the third. In race number four, the scratchings are three and six. Top pick here is number one, Ballistic Bay, who sits at two ninety on tab fixed odds. Ahead of seven, not too hard, who is the $1.70 favourite. Nine, door into summer at $6. And number 10, Miss Super at $14. One, seven, nine, and 10 from Julie Rowland in the first leg of the main quaddy at uh, Ballina. In race five, the rider of 14, Sapphire Hunter, is Noriyuki Masuda. 16, quick, is Chelsea Jockick. And still waiting on a rider for number 15, which is Watchkeeper. The scratchings are 1, 3, 4, 7 and 12. 1, 3, 4, 7, 12, the scratchings. Julie's tips are 8, 2, 5 and 6. 8, Bright Daisy, who is at $2.25. It's a first starter and the favourite. Ahead of 2, Hoofprint at $5.50. Number five is Moringa Scrumptious at $26, so there's a bit of value there, obviously, and six Rock Odyssey at $8.50, eight, two, five, and six. In the fifth, Julie Rowland in race six likes number one, Brave Nick, and it's her best of the day. It's currently at $2, ahead of eight, Squeeze This at two eighty. Nine is Cool Harry, $19 fixed odds, and six Lordy Lou at six fifty. Tips are one, eight, nine, and six. The scratching is number two, which is King Bart, and the rider of three Prestissimo is Jasmine Cornish, and that's the best bet of the day from uh, Julie. Race six horse number one, Brave Nick. And in the last of seven at Ballina on that heavy 10 track, uh, the scratchings in the final event are one, four, and five. The rider for seven to the barricades is Travis Wolfgram. Julie likes two, seven, three, and eight. Two to Tration, who's a dollar fifty fixed odds. From seven to the barricades at seven dollars. Three day performer at three dollars ninety and eight Northern Star at eleven dollars. Two, seven, three, and eight selections from uh, Julie Rowland. And recapping her best bets, race six, horse number one. But it's a, a heavy 10 downgraded just a short while ago with rain falling there. Okay, harness racing today is at uh, board. It's an early start at board. There's seven races on the card, so you want to get in early there because uh, the first race is always the first thing of the early quaddy, and it can be rather frustrating, Rob, when you uh, don't realise how early it starts and you have to wait another four races to put a quaddy on. How are you this morning? Good morning. It yeah. feels like we were talking nearly yesterday, but we were doing the mile rate a few hours ago this morning. Yeah, very good morning for a second time to you, Danny. Uh, very good morning to everyone. Happy New Year. And once again, we're having uh, a, a wonderful day here at Bort. They're uh, looking forward to a very good crowd. It's starting to warm up. All the umbrellas are out in the chairs. And we've got seven races, early start and an early finish. So there's always a positive that goes with the early start. 
Yeah, how good. Always got to have the glass half full, don't you? The uh, fourth event is the first leg of the main quaddy. We'll look at the quaddy legs, Rob, and get your thoughts. In race four, there are no changes. Six, Mr. Jim Ringle is the favourite, but only just. It's at $2.50, number six, ahead of four, Crossroader, at $2.60. Yeah, look, I've got uh, three main principal chances. Uh, I've stuck with four crossroader. I mean, Greg Sugars takes the drive here. He was terrific winning last start, showing terrific gate speed to lead. And this is a stronger race, though. So, obviously, this track here at Port certainly favours uh, front runners. And I just thought if crossroader was able to find the pigs first, obviously, with Greg Sugars on board, he'll take plenty of running down. I didn't mind the run of John Richard at Ararat. I actually called it that day, and uh, he was doing his best work late in that race. Um, he's, uh, he's getting fitter with each run, gets a lovely draw here with the concession claim of Stephen Blacker, and I thought he'd get a good trip from Barrier 1. And six Mr. Jim Ringle, he's the class runner of the field. Uh, look, he, he was second behind Bracken Reed and CC in America uh, at his latest outing at Charleston. And this is a much big dropping class for Mr. Jim Ringle. So... Look, four's up in grade, one gets a good trip, six down in class. I thought one of the three can win the first leg of the quaddy, so four, one and six in the first. Race number five's the second leg of the quaddy. No changes, nine running. Happy as Larry, number two at $3. And then we've got a few horses on the next line at $5. Numbers one, Kiwi Kalahari, four, Mark Lee Kaz, and six, Kempsey's Delight, all in commission here, Rob. Yeah, look, this is a really tricky race. I, I think we need to play wide. Uh, look, I did my selections uh, before uh, a few days ago with the um, with the good form, and obviously there was some other horses that have raced since uh, that day that I did it. So I didn't decide to change the tips from what I originally did, but I, I think it's a wide race. I did originally tip number five. It's a good feeling. Look, I thought uh, her run at uh, Maryborough was very good. She was second up after a long break, and she did run home really strongly. She then went to Hamilton last week since I did those tips. She was disappointing. She went back in the field. It was a, it was a sprint race, so she never got into the race. But I just feel like there seems to be genuine speed in this race over the longer journey. I still think she's an each-way chance at odds, so she's double-figure odds, number five. It's a good feeling. I love the run of Kiwi Kalahari at its last couple of starts. This horse is ready to win. Gets a good barrier draw. David Barbetti's team's going well. I think he's a real genuine chance today, number one, Kiwi Kalahari. Too happy as Larry's got the gate speed to be up on the speed. Certainly should be in it for a long way. And the same could be said about number six, Kenton's Delight, who's got the speed and will come across in its wide draw. But outside of that, there's other... Look, it's one of those races, nearly an F job, field job, but I think if you're trying to narrow it down, uh, I thought certainly five, it's a good feeling. Certainly number one, Kiwi Kalahari. I think he's the safe each way better the race. And two, happy as Larry as the picks in the race. So five, uh, one and two. Race six, no changes. Wendy's watching comes out of a pretty strong race at Bendigo during the week. $1.75. And the Q legend, Ellen Tormey drives. She had a couple of winners last night. And what a wonderful year that she had last year. $3.20 is the second favourite. Yeah, look, I uh, originally, again, when I did the tips, Greg Sugars was down for two drives. Number six, Valkyrie, and one, Wendy's watching. Uh, Greg's elected to go with number one, Wendy's watching. So as a result, I probably would be favouring one, Wendy's watching, over six, Valkyrie. Uh, Wendy's watching, as you mentioned, uh, went around in the uh, Breeders' Crown uh, semi-finals the other day. Uh, consolations, I should say. Gets a nice draw here. Greg Sugars sticks with Wendy's watching. So I think she's going to be really hard to beat. Number six, Valkyrie, very, very good horse, resuming from a very long spell. Uh, she's first up since October, but she was a very talented horse as a young horse. But if Greg's elected to go with Wendy's watching, that's probably the, the lead that we needed to know about. Uh, outside of that, five Kiwi legends going really well. I think you can narrow it down. One clearly on top from five and six for race six. And the last of seven at Borders, an open race, no changes, $4.20 equal favourites. Three horses, one artistic cowboy, three are Mr Articulate and eight Bo Bronski. So one, three, eight the favourites at four twenty in the last, Rob. Yeah, this is a really wide open race, lots of chances. Uh, if you can afford to go wide, go wide. Trying to narrow down the hopes. I've gone for seven creative lads. 
He's drawn inside the second row. I think he'll follow out the leader, which is Artistic Cowboy. He's a quick beginner, Artistic Cowboy. But I think there's some genuine pressure in this race. I think it will be a genuine run race, and it could be last man standing. And seven creative lads, that type of horse, where he's going to get a soft trip on the pegs. Good place to be here at Port. And if they aren't getting tired at the finish, creative lad, I think he'll be the one that will be still whacking away at the finish. So I've tipped him on top. Ahead of number uh, Mr Articulate, which is number three, uh, he's working up to win. Three runs back from the spell. John Torman, Alan Tormey's team going well. Looks the obvious danger. One artistic cowboy. has got the gate speed to be uh, the early leader. And number four, uh, Keeler, as the fourth pick in the race. So seven on top from three, one and four for the final leg of the quaddy. And what about your best bets over the course of the program and, and, and your quaddy? Yeah, look, I think um, the best bet, I, I think now with uh, Greg Sugar's driving, Wendy's watching, it probably is the best bet of the day. So I think we can go race six, uh, number one, Wendy's watching as the best bet for today. Outside of that, Danny, uh, I thought race three, number four, Mistakes got the gate speed to be right up on the speed. Um, looking for a little roughy for today. Um, look, obviously a little creative lad in the last, but even in the first race today, uh, I didn't mind the run of Lavender Dolly, um, Second, third up here was certainly hitting the line strongly. If the handles are tracked well enough here in the first, and there's genuine speed in the race, it could be one that might be getting home late, and it has got the informed driver, James Herbertson, so you can't go too wrong there. All right, that sounds, uh, sounds the way to go. Um, good luck, mate, and uh, we'll cross to you soon. The first race is not far away. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Bye. Rob Orber there. Race number one, in fact, is coming up at 11.47. Hillsville race two is not too far away at 11.39, but it'll give us an opportunity to have a chat to George Ferruja about a super night last night. Wasn't the racing fantastic? The Silver Chief was an absolute classic. Uh, George, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Yeah, really good. It was exciting, wasn't it? I mean, being some great racing in all three codes over the weekend, but a, a couple of uh, really good races last night. And, and it was a terrific way to start off the new year in Greyhounds. Yeah, it was. And, and Zippy Tesla, congratulations to Connections. Look, his lead-up form had been really, really good. They were a little bit worried about the box draw because there was a little bit of speed drawn to his inside uh, there, Dan. But even though he had to overcome early trouble, his run was unbelievable, Zippy Tesla, to just nab compliance right on the line to claim the $100,000 first prize in the Silver Chief final yesterday. Compliance, as we said, led everywhere but the post. It's a tremendous effort to get second, and Titan Blazer rounding off uh, the top three in third. But Zippy Tesla came in as the favourite, had to overcome trouble, and was too good. Gee, it was an exciting finale, wasn't it? It was so uh, so close, such an enthralling finish there. It had everyone on the edge of their seats. Well, at, at no stage probably, Dan, did he look the winner. Uh, you know, and his last 50 metres, he just ate up the ground. It was, you know, mm. they don't often come from that far behind, especially to win a Group 1 race. So, again, congratulations to Team Daly. They're doing a tremendous job. Obviously, the Daly camp have had so much success with the Wheeler bred greyhounds. And this greyhound, in fact, is comes from the, the poor Wheeler downline. But they purchased the mum um, or the, the grandmother and have just had so much success with this line. And now they get a Group 1 out of it in uh, Zippy Tesla. So... A great way to start 2022 for Team Daly. We're about a minute away from Healesville, but just maybe what direction does that Greyhound go to from here? Is there anything uh, big on the horizon for him coming up? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, the Meadows, um, for instance, uh, next month, Dan will have three invitational races. And usually, if you're able to win the Silver Chief, it gives you a little bit of a leg up. I'm not saying that he's definitely in, but it gives you a leg up for a race like the Tem Lee which is another race worth $100,000. So there's no rest for the wicked. There's um, big races at uh, Wentworth Park coming up. Maybe Team Daly decide to head there with him in, in regards to the Paws of Thunder. Um, of course, Aston Rupee will be heading there, the, the Greyhound who's a, who uh, again broke 29 seconds at the Meadows on Thursday. So, look, it, it just doesn't end. Uh, there's huge racing um, on the calendar coming forward, both um, um, interstate and uh, locally. We'll have a look at your thoughts for the Sandown Park Quaddy uh, shortly, uh, but now it's time to join up with Victoria Shaw again for the uh, second of it. We're talking about exciting finishes in the Silver Chief last night. The first was a ripper at uh, Healesville, so it's an exciting day ahead, no doubt. Sandown Park and uh, George Ferruja was online. We were wrapping up uh, what a great night it was there last night. The action's been fantastic. Gee, there's been some highlights, mate, particularly in the last few weeks, George. Um, 
the uh, the feedback from the the Phoenix and the build up to that, and then the feedback has been absolutely sensational. And I, I reckon you would have had a few more eyes watching last night. There was a lot of positivity there. I reckon over the last, particularly few weeks in greyhound racing. Yeah, I think that was the big thing that was was taken away from the Phoenix stand, and we've discussed this on radio a fair bit. That I thought it it brought people that weren't necessarily greyhound fans looking at a race that was worth $750,000 to the winner. That's the, the highest prize money that's ever been on offer for a winning uh, greyhound in Victoria. Of course, there's two million, there's a million-dollar race uh, to the winner in New South Wales. But you're right. I mean, uh, the the, um, the fallout from that had been fantastic. And the, the good thing about greyhound racing, um, as you know, Dan, is that there's really no rest in the, in the group calendar. So we get to see the stars pretty much all year round which I think is absolutely fantastic. And I think people are starting to realise that you can get into ground racing at a pretty affordable cost and and the prize money is astronomical if you can get a good one. Mm, We were talking to a trainer from England on Cracking the Codes a couple of weeks ago and and such is the interest that uh, he's looking at bringing down at least one, maybe others for some of the the bigger races, or at least to put the toe in the water. So that's fantastic when you're going to get races that could well be invitationals that... You know, once this COVID situation settles, and it, or even within the, the travelling allowance and requirements, that you will be able to get horses from around, uh, sorry, greyhounds from around the world. Well, that's right, Dan. And I mean, it, it sort of harks back to the time where we used to have the international TAB Top Guns, where we had greyhounds come from from England and Ireland and America, taking on some of our greyhounds. At that stage, they certainly weren't in the same class as our dogs. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a couple of different hurdles they have to jump through in terms of chasing the inside lure as opposed to the outside one from uh, from the UK. But uh, it is exciting. And I think it, it also highlights how lucky we are with greyhound racing in this country because that they do struggle a little bit in England and Ireland in terms of prize money just for normal races. Um, and I, I think I know the, the, the trainer you were talking about. And, and he, he did once tell me that, you know, they're racing for, for pretty much a pittance over there. So... For us to be racing for prize money, you know, another Group One race yesterday at a hundred thousand. There's no race under, I think, five thousand nine hundred now at the Meadows and Sandown on, on on their big nights, on their big days. Sorry, on a Saturday and Thursday. So the prize money is very, very good, and the interest is is absolutely skyrocketing. Now, heels for race number two. It's all clear. The winner, eight super foot, two forty one twenty, defeated six Obamiang, a dollar sixty, and third seven just in time, no dividend. Fourth one, Hacker, eight six seven one in race two. Quinella, two ten, exacta four fifty, trifecta twenty seven seventy. The first four seventy eight forty, running double three into eight seven dollars sixty, and the trio paid eleven dollars. All clear. Race two, eight six seven one at Heelsville. Race three is due in twelve minutes at eleven fifty seven. Okay, let's have a look at the quaddy legs today at uh, Sandown George. Um, the fifth event, the scratching is still, the five's a vacant box, and Masika, the favourite, number one at $2.10. Yeah, my numbers are six to beat one and four. I've gone bad medicine on top, uh, purely based on its, its good early speed. It has placed here, wasn't a bad run last start, it led for a long way. Its wins provincially down have been pretty good, and with the vacant box on its inside, it should get enough room to move with its early speed and be hard to run down. Masika, as you mentioned, the favourite. Good record from inside draws. Predominantly has done its racing in New South Wales. Recently joined uh, just, uh, Gus Selkrig's kennel. And probably showed its best form for a while at Warrigal when it was just defeated. Got to the line really well. So it gives the indication it's looking for this distance. And then we'll throw in uh, number four. And that is uh, Mazzy Keane-Smith, who has some nice provincial form. Um, has placed in two or four this track and distance. So six to beat one and four in race five. In the second leg of the quaddy, uh, race number six, and the five is vacant again. Um, two Sir Harley at $2.30, ahead of eight Mobile Legend, two eighty for favouritism. This is a good race. Two to beat, eight, one, and six. So I've gone the favourite on top, Sir Harley. Look, his win at Warrigal three starts ago was outstanding in 25.64. He's got a good PB here, a nice record. Um, recently broke 30 seconds at the Meadows. It looks hard to beat. It looks hard to beat Sir Harley. But it's not easy. Mobile Legends, a young up-and-comer. He's had the eight starts. He's won three of them. Um, some of his wins at Bendigo to start off his career were outstanding. We'll throw in number one, So Hazy, again for Gus Selkrig, who's in for a big day, I'd say. Nice record from inside draws. Really good win at Hillsville. Two starts to go in fast time. And then we'll throw in uh, number six, Lucy's Villa, who two starts to go at Sandown. Did run 29-36, uh, 
um, broke the clock. That was a very, very good win. And he's a greyhound who probably looks for a little bit of early room and gets that advantage with the vacant box when he's inside. So two to beat eight, one and six in race six. At the start, Bought Harness, race number one, not far away. A race seven at Sandown Park, box five vacant. Three Wishes favourite at 220 ahead of seven, Town Rocker, 370. Yeah, eight to beat seven and three. Three Wishes on top, six starts, four wins. Really impressive win at sale in his last couple. Um, she, she looks hard to beat, sorry. She's got enough early speed to offset the wide draw. Number seven, Town Rocker, looks the danger on the back of its Bendigo win. And we'll throw in number three, Zipping Crusader, who shows some good early speed and his last couple of efforts have been good. So eight to beat seven and three. In the final leg of the quaddy, the seven is a scratching. It's all highly explosive here at sixty. number one. Yeah, very, very talented greyhound. She is highly explosive. Got her on top. Just needs an ounce of luck. She can be a little bit tardy away, but if she gets a little bit room to move, watch her weave through and be hard to beat. Of the others, number eight, Party Lights, who was brilliant last uh, last start at the Meadows in 34-38. She's a star when she's on song. Number four, Shani's My Girls, another one that should be able to show some good early speed. She's got a terrific record this track and distance. And number three, so predictable, fresh off a nice win over the longer distance at the Meadows. One to beat eight, four and three to finish off a, a very good uh, program at Sandown. And your best bets? Yeah, best uh, comes a little bit later. Um, I like one each way. Race 10, number two, our shout. I think it's got enough early speed to really get into a forward position. The, the favourites are drawn off the track. He's got toe and flaming rush, and, and while they're both very talented, I think our shout can get into a really nice position. Certainly an each-way play race, then number two. Cordy numbers, Dan, one, four, and six, into one, two, six, and eight, into three, seven, and eight, into one, three, four, and eight to bring us home. Terrific, George. Thank you. Have a great day. George Fruge at NFL tips in uh, in just uh, a moment there. Some fantastic games that are coming up uh, tomorrow morning. And Jackson France, he's, he's building up quite a few people that have been waiting all morning for his, uh, his thoughts on the NFL because he's been in fantastic form. Took an interest last time. And, uh, and Jackson, you've even got me going, mate. Good morning to you. Jackson's also the producer uh, of uh, Sunday Central and throughout most of the week here on, on RSN as well. But he loves his uh, NFL and it shows because he's been very accurate. Well done on recent form and good morning to you, Jackson. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate it. It's always nice to get a, a winner or two in the NFL on a Monday morning to kickstart your week and build a bank up for the racing throughout the week and on the weekends. And particularly the timing of some of those games being on a Monday morning as well, there's something about it that seems to fit in pretty well for a lot of particularly sports punters. Um, and we've got some key games to uh, to get your rundown on, and, and one's the Rams versus the Ravens. Yeah, we certainly do, and I expect the Rams to get the job done pretty comfortably here, Dan, in this matchup. The Ravens have been um, deployed on their defense, um, losing key players there in the secondary. So I expect uh, their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, to move the ball down the field with ease. And Cooper Cup's actually chasing historic 2,000 receiving yards for the season. So I expect Matthew Stafford to pass the ball a lot to Cup, and in doing so, that will lead to a touchdown there for Cooper. So I'm taking a $2.15 two-leg multi with tab.com.au for the LA Rams to win into Cooper Cup any time touchdown. When the market does become available with tab, I suggest that all punters go and get on Cooper Cup over his receiving yards line. I expect that to be around the $1.80 mark, and that would be probably a hundred and Five hundred and six yards at Cooper will be required to go over in that matchup. Okay, so that's the Rams and the Ravens. Um, Philadelphia Birds of Prey versus uh, Washington Football Team. Obviously, it's the Eagles, but they used to be known as the Redskins. Washington. Anyone still refer to them as that? Uh, I nearly slip up sometimes, but I've come around to it. No, no one refers to them, the Redskins anymore. We've moved on with that, and they're now the football team. But they've really struggled this year, Dan. Um, surprising the defense, which was strong last year, has been really disappointing by their standards. And they've also lost key players on the offense, such as Antonio Gibson, their star running back, who will miss this week. So I expect Philly get to get the job done pretty comfortably, and you can get a dollar eighty for them at negative three and a half the line. So they're paying around a dollar forty just the win, but all that requires is a field goal and a little bit more to get that done. So take the dollar eighty while you can. 
Okay, well, it fits in nicely in it all up too, doesn't it? Um, Cowboys and the Cardinals. The Cowboys have been super impressive this year, Dan. Their defense was a little bit suspect last season, but they've really upped that along with the high-powered offense led by Dak Prescott. So expect Dak Prescott to feed the ball to the likes of C.D. Lamb as well as Amare Cooper, and then their star running back, Zeke Elliott, moving the ball. And you can get a dollar seventy-five for the line in that matchup, which is currently negative four and a half. And I think that presents really good value considering the Cardinals have lost their star wide receiver uh, this season as well as they've had injuries with their quarterback there in the matchup. So, yeah, take your uh, $1.75 for Dallas to win that matchup, negative four and a half the line. Over the years, the Packers for the Vikings is a, is a huge game. How does that fit in this season? Oh, probably not so much this season. The Minnesota Vikings have been a little bit disappointing by their standards, unfortunately, and they've also lost Kirk Cousins, who's been placed on the COVID reserve. So they'll be led by an inexperienced quarterback by NFL standards. So expect the Packers to get the win. There's no spoils. They're only $1.13, but if you multi that into Devontae Adams, their superstar wide receiver to score a touchdown, he's lethal there in the red zone, linking up with Aaron Rodgers. You get yourself $1.90. I think that presents really good value in a matchup that I think the the Packers will get the job done in and march on towards a Super Bowl berth. Okay, and speaking of the Super Bowl, what what can you um, lead us into? Any thoughts looking ahead? Because it's not far away. No, so it's not coming up too far. We're only a month off the Super Bowl. This is the last week of the NFL season, so we'll get the finals underway. And I think the Packers, who I mentioned before, they're that $5 mark at the moment, Dan. So I think that presents some value there, even though they are the second favourite behind the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and if you want a little saver bet to make some money, if things go haywire there in the playoffs, which they have in the past for the Green Bay Packers, you can take the LA Rams at $9. So $10 on both of those, and you can make yourself a little bit of money either way. All right. Sounds pretty good to me. So some big games ahead of us tomorrow. Super Bowl only a month away. And uh, good luck with your thoughts there, Jackson. Thanks, Dan. Cheers.